Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here today with singer-songwriter Elizabeth Yandel. San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Uh, my name is Ed Kornhauser. This is San Diego Sessions. I'm joined here by my host, saxophonist Ian Tordella. And uh, we're uh, lucky enough to be joined in the studio today by singer-songwriter, vocalist, guitarist, Elizabeth Yandel. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Good morning. Uh, and before we get started, I have our usual top of the show questions for Ed, a little inquisition here. Oh, inquisition way. This is our game called this versus that and uh today we're also at dirty boulevard recording company west <laughs> aka ed kornhauser's apartment so we may sound a little bit different or you may hear an airplane flying directly over right <laughs> i live directly under the flight path i was just saying to elizabeth like i i've been here six years tomorrow wow. in this apartment i don't hear them i only hear them when there's other people here and <laughs> i and i feel like I'm imposing this on them by them being here. You have to apologize for the airplanes. Right. But when I live here, I, I, I walk around my whole day. I don't notice it. True. All right. This is called This Versus That. These are two musicians or other public figures of note. And Ed's going to pick one and only one. There can only be one. Okay. First up, drummer, drumist, uh, producer, legendary musician, Legendary musician Terry Lynn Carrington. Awesome. Versus, um, I, I, I think he's 90-something now. He's oh, not know. an octogenar- octogenarian. What's Ter- after that? Octogenarian. Uh, noct- no. <laughs> no. But you mean Terry Gibbs, don't Terry you? Terry Gibbs, vibraphonist yeah, and Los Angeles resident Terry Gibbs. Oh, man. So you have choice of two percussionists. Very different. Oh, man. They're great, though. You know what? I got to give. I, I, this is one where if you catch me on a different day, I'll say the other thing. Because I love both these people. I'm going to go with Terry Lynn Carrington today. But I could go with Terry Gibbs on another day. Uh, I know um, former podcast guest and vibraphonist Matt DiBiase uh, went up and hung out with him not long ago. Oh, with Terry Gibbs? Yeah. And just sort of talked vibes. I don't think he's playing anymore, really. Yeah, he's probably just hanging out. Yeah. He's still he's still totally sharp. He's still is, is super smart. And he's a great musician. But he's not really performing. Because oh. he's a... A noctogenarian, I think. I'm yeah, that's that probably up. exhausting at that age to gig. Yeah, God. I mean, I know Lionel Hampton was playing into his 90s. Hey, Roy Haynes does it, so. Wow. God, Roy Haynes they just sit him in front of the drum set, and then he just goes. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> All right, next up. We should be so lucky. Yeah. The Battle of the Kennys. 
and there will not be any South Park jokes. <laughs> the first one, guitarist and uh, another Los Angeles resident, Kenny Burrell, mm. versus iconic drummer. I must say iconic at least once every time we do this segment, Kenny Washington. It's another tough one. And, and I, if, I believe uh, and our very I'll, own Johnny Steele from San Diego School for Creative and Performing Arts is studying with Kenny Washington. Oh, now. wow. Very cool. There's a, lot, there's, a, there's a wealth of Kennys in jazz, too. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. Kenny, there's Kenny Garrett. There's Kenny Kirkland. But we're going to go with these Kennys. There's Kenny G. There's the end of, <laughs> There's Kenny G. I, I just want to say I have no problems with that guy. He's, <laughs> he's found a way to make money. Yeah. He's supposedly a nice dude who's like a big philanthropist, I think. I've heard that. I have like no issues with that guy. <laughs> All right. People have this done, will be another podcast. People have done far <laughs> worse things to make money than, than play weird, crappy music. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Um, I'm going to go old school and go Barney Kessel today. Barney Kessel? Sorry. Oh, Kenny Burrell. <laughs> Sorry. Why? Sorry. What's wrong with me? I have not had my coffee this morning. We've had, we've had this issue on, the, on other podcasts. Barney Kessel, Kenny Burrell, their initials are... Sw- swapped. Uh-huh. Sorry. That's true. There's spoonerism. I think Kenny Burrell's making his uh, second appearance on this versus that. Okay. There's last spoon- up. We gotta, we're going to get on with it. I see we're, uh, our listeners are hitting that 15-second fast-forward button already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much any time I talk, that's what happens. Okay. The last one, the Battle of the Frankies. Drummer Frankie Dunlop versus, I believe, another Los Angeles resident guitarist, Frank Potenza. Yeah, I think he lives in Los Angeles. He came down for uh, San Diego Jazz Live at the for the radio station not long ago. Um, I I, lo- I looked him up a little bit. I'm I'm a little more f- familiar with Frank Potenza, so I'm going to go with him out of uh, maybe out of some slight ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> you got me, Frank Potenza for the win. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, we're here this morning with singer songwriter guitarist Elizabeth Yandel. Good morning. Good morning. What's up? And we're going to hear one of your, your I guess this is one of your newer tunes. Kind of, yeah, newish. Uh-huh. This first one is called <laughs> Honey Bear, but do you want to give us a quick intro on that? Um, like what it's about? Uh, or anything that comes to mind. Free um, association. Yeah, I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind is that I wrote the whole song and showed it to Sam and Ian and... Um, your bandmates on this. They're my bandmates on it, yeah. And... They asked what the title was, and I looked over, and there was like a sticker of a honey bear on somebody's guitar case, and I had like a bite taken out of it. And so I was just like, I think it's called Honey Bear. So I like wrote another verse at the end with honey bear in it to kind of tie it together.
We are back on San Diego Sessions. The track we just heard was Honey Bear by our guest, Elizabeth Yandel. Um, yeah, that was a ripping track. Thank you. Very cool. I love the the bass solo there with the like yeah. octave effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a pretty amazing player for sure. So you mentioned before who, who was playing with you. Who's uh, So who's uh, joining you along on this track? Um, so on bass is Ian Lindsay, and he's a really incredible musician. He also has a great singing voice. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and he... Has been on tour with a band Jelly Bread recently, um, but I think he's still living in Eugene. And then on drums is Sam Hayward. Uh, he plays with some bands up in Eugene also. I can't remember the names of them because I'm really bad at remembering the names of things. But <laughs> <laughs> Did that, you just bring them in to record or were you guys, when you were, I should say, like you were, uh, or we should say, you were living up there for, for off and on for many years before yeah. moving down to San Diego. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I had played in another band with Ian years ago um that was didn't really go anywhere but him and i always kind of stayed connected and then um the three of us started playing together because i got a gig at this festival up there last summer and so we started being a band i guess um but then i had to leave so didn't last for much more than the summer but oh yeah then they recorded with me before i moved that's good this Mm -hmm. was last uh, about a year ago right about a year ago yeah Uh you moved down here i believe in september yeah that's Right. right Yeah, and uh, you record where up in Eugene did you record these tracks? Uh, We recorded it at Tracktown Records, which is um, some friends of mine that that turned like a warehouse into this really nice studio. It's really nice, and they have really good gear and stuff. But I was just trading, like I was recording vocals on other projects for them and trading recording time for it. So. Worked out pretty well. That's a neat deal. I've sometimes done that with a studio here, like going in and playing yeah. you know, some piano and then like oh cool you know, i can come back and do a demo thing later Perfect. yeah it's sweet <laughs> i mean i get to play music and then i get to play music <laughs> it's like win yeah. for me <laughs> yeah so you're doing both guitar and and voice on here yeah yeah uh-huh. and do you find that uh you have to do both at once because with more intricate music like this i mean i notice there's some time changes and sure, yeah. little breaks in there uh-huh. is the do the lyrics and guitar are they glued together or do you have to split them up when you record um well so for recording the basic track i did them together just to keep us all together you know yeah and then i went over and redid the vocals so like the first time through i like saying but i didn't really focus on i kind of like focus more of my attention on the guitar to make sure i didn't mess that up you know right but also kind of saying and then oh yeah went was back the, w- and re-recorded the vocals i know i've seen uh michelle and Diego cello's band a bunch of times and you know, she plays bass, but she often brings a ghost bass player. Because one thing right. that, that, I mean, I don't, I can bear. I've tried to sing and play guitar. I can barely do it. But one thing that's super hard to do is sing, like, really laid back over the track while you're playing your instrument on top of the beat. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's uh-huh. kind of like you have to have such a split brain. Yeah, it's I mean, definitely. even to, just to do it in the first place, but then to have a laid back singing voice while you're trying to hold down the pocket. Yeah, for it, sure. In bass, a different spot. Especially. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's, it always blows my mind how Esperanza Spalding can do that because she really yeah. she does. She's like she has, she has two heads. Yeah, like she doesn't even look like she's trying either. She's just like <laughs> I remember. I remember reading or hearing her say somewhere that when she practices, she always practices both her singing and bass together at yeah. once. Like always, if yeah. she's doing a scale, she's singing it as well. Oh, you know, just huh. so that they're like yeah, they're always like working super together. Tight. Uh-huh. That's smart. I don't do that with scales, I guess, but I do it for everything else. 
it's still it's, it's, it's crazy like I, I can't imagine doing that like yeah. i can barely do one thing and then, like, yeah right <laughs> two very distinct things it's nuts when you work when you've worked with these musicians do you tend to flesh the songs out together as a band use or do you tend to um kind of come in with more of a concept kind of solidified um with these songs i pretty much had them written um ian definitely like him and I worked together a little bit on some of the parts. I think in Fickle Love, he kind of like, we changed up some of the chords and stuff. Oh, cool. Um, but for the most part, I just kind of wrote them and then brought them to him. And, you know, they made their own parts for it, obviously. So right. they definitely still wrote that part. But yeah, I'd love to have people to collaborate with, but it just takes time to find those people, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you been playing with uh, some people since you moved down to San Diego? A little bit, yeah. Um, I played a gig with uh, Obtuse Goose. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, like I know they're. Well, Tony I know them. And Brian and Oscar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian, local keyboard player Brian Rapek. Uh huh. But yeah, we haven't really played together since then. But that was the one band that I played with. Um, and I recently started playing with an all female band, which I've never honestly played with another woman before. Huh. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. But that's like a different project. That's like a dream pop thing. D- dream pop? That's what they call Is that it. The yeah. Baby dream Bushka? Pop. Baby Bushka? No, that's, no, that's, oh. a, that's a Kate Bush. That's, <laughs> yeah, a, that's, Kate that's, Bush. A, that's another all female band in San Diego. Oh, okay. No, it's not a it's not a cover band. That's a Kate Bush cover band. Is yeah. That, yeah. It's a whole. They're they're rad. They, they I, yeah. I've heard about them. I gotta admit, I had no idea who Kate Bush was until I saw the Baby Bushka thing. <laughs> I, I, She's I, cool. I, I I knew she existed. I've I I've I didn't know that much about Kate Bush. I just I've always yeah. had her in my head. As, Honestly, I don't know that much about her still. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is the sound of us collectively shrugging yeah. and making well, tense know. faces. Yeah. Um. So as a as a songwriter. Um, who would you say some of your influences are? J- you know, jazz and and, and otherwise, because you sound you 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 pull from a lot of different sure uh, yeah sources. Um, well, definitely these songs are really influenced by Hiatus Coyote, right? Uh, <laughs> which yeah. is probably pretty clear. That's a great uh, band out of um, if you haven't checked them out, they're oh, a great sorry. group out of uh, Australia. Yeah, they're out of Melbourne, I think, which seems to have like a crazy good scene right now. Huh? Yeah, I'd want to go there. And the the singer is. I mean, what's her? Well, she Napalm. goes by Napalm. Uh huh. I think her, her name is Naomi. Uh, I looked it up I yesterday. Don't remember. She's, she has a very just a name. normal last name. Yeah, it's like something with an S. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Na- Napalm works a lot better. Yeah, yeah, it's very catchy. But but yeah, I could hear the hear the influence. Yeah, yeah, they're in there for sure. Um, I mean, I've been listening recently to uh, Moonchild. Which I think they're out of Seattle. Um, they're a trio. Who else? I feel like I'm definitely still very influenced by like the '90s girl, ba- like girl singer groups. Mm. You know. <laughs> um, also, like old Motown players, like Otis Redding is very much. I think a lot of the stuff I write, not so much these songs, but are more like kind of old school soul or like Motown vibe. Bringing some of the old soul to the future soul. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Future soul. That's what they call themselves. Hi, Discarity. Yeah. Um, Esperanza Spalding, for sure. Although I don't feel like myself really sounds like hers, but it's she's in there somewhere. Oh, she's, yeah. she's, she's <laughs> an amazing for I'm inspired by her. You yeah, know, I don't know how you can't be. And you, you've, you've sung, um, not, to, not to put genres on stuff, but you've sung more straight-ahead jazz, too. 
I have, yeah. So I lived in New Orleans for a few years, and I was a street performer and club performer there. So I sang a lot of kind of like, you know, the old, like the early jazz standards and stuff. Yeah. I haven't really been playing those, though, for a long time. No. <laughs> but, but yeah, I knew them all at one point. Yeah. Well, that's, that, no, that's that's great. I mean, it's <clears throat> nice to know, like, the history of a music from, like, start to finish. There's there's so many different, different yeah. Uh, pockets there. Yeah. Yeah. It was... It was a really good. I never. I didn't go to music school, but th- I feel like that was kind of like my music school. <laughs> wow. And that's yeah. a whole different approach. I mean, I don't know yeah. what kind of material you were doing, but I, I've been down there and seen some bands where the singer is just like belting, like yeah. total, everybody's acoustic. Yeah, you yeah. have to because you're on the street, so you kind of yeah. have to just like, or you're in an unamplified you, in room. Some of those little bars too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, where people can still smoke too. Washboard. Like, <laughs> really, they can still. It's yeah. the last city where you can smoke still. Uh huh. Yeah, no. they're kind of lawless. Yeah, I, I, as a as a former smoker, yeah, that was a that was a little hard. For yeah, me. Right. I'm just like, it's so nice in here, and it's also <laughs> hell on earth. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like I'm, I'm like, it smells so good, but I can't stand it. Yeah, it doesn't really work that well for singing, but no, it looks really cool to be on stage and just be like smoking a cigarette. I guess if you still think that looks cool, but yeah. I think I saw. Uh, I think when I was down there, I went and saw Kermit Ruffins, mm-hmm. and he came yeah. in. And he started smoking on stage, but it was a cigarette. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that too. <laughs> yeah. of, he just blew a big old uh, cloud into the crowd. Uh-huh. It was it was hysterical. Yeah. He was an hour late. Mm-hmm. He comes in and he just starts singing like uh, "Sunny Side of the Street." It was so, and the crowd. <laughs> it was in like a club that you would expect like dance music yeah. to be in, like oh, like a club club club. But he comes in, and he starts doing called. the set, and the crowd was loving it. It was yeah. one of the most amazing experiences it was just totally That's not cool. what i expected it was going to be yeah it's cool i actually saw him play a few times at this like just little bar down the street from our house you know and we all would walk over there and watch him play he played there all the time which, new which, orleans is cool like that because it's just like people that are from there are just they play at all the little like hidden clubs for you know the other people that live there and then they go play for the tourists right also, the, i saw him on frenchman street you know it's you yeah know, frenchman right. street's great yeah 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 there's a lot of lot of cool spots on there on that mm-hmm. on that track mm-hmm. and a lot of just kept running into the same musicians that i was meeting like yeah wandering up and down that street uh-huh. so how did you first get interested in you know things like neo soul and like we said earlier future soul like how and when did, did that kind of start creeping in um i think when I was, you know, I had like listened to Erica Badu and stuff just like on the radio growing up. But when I was in New Orleans, I think is when she came out with New America Part One. I just like got completely consumed with that album. And um, I think it kind of progressed from there. You know, I got really into D'Angelo and um, didn't find Hiatus Coyote until much later. I don't know, much later, a few years later. But when I listened to, I guess it's their second album that kind of completely blew my mind open because I have always kind of written weird songs, I guess. And I just didn't think that there was any place for them. And then they came out with that album and they just were like, didn't seem to give it. They didn't care. You know, they just like went for it. And so it gave me more courage to just yeah, a lot of write those, whatever I wanted. Yeah. Some of their stuff is pretty bizarre. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you consider, I, well, it's just, they're bringing so many other influences into like quote unquote neo soul, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of proggy and like, I don't know, just does whatever it wants. And I think like I always kind of people would tell me that I needed to write simpler songs or happier songs or whatever. And so I didn't do anything with those songs. And then I listened to that album and I was like, well, they're doing it. So yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
you were Ian, you were the one who turned me on to Hiatus Coyote in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. You you descri- I'm trying to remember what you described them as. Somebody it was like you described them as somebody and um and um Jamira Kwai had a baby. <laughs> uh I don't know. I think who I'll was, probably edit all of this out. It was a, but anyway, you were the one who turned me on to them in the first place. I think that was back in the days of the Dirty Thursdays podcast. Probably. I had found them on a blog, like when they were first getting started. Cool. So, so we're going to hear another one of your original compositions. Um, this next track is called Fickle Love. And when did you record this? Is this from the uh, same session? Yeah. Uh-huh. We did all, we did four songs. It was kind of like a demo um, all in one day. <laughs> so this is also from that. Nice. And do you have plans to do like a full-length project soon? Yeah. So I'm releasing a single um, next month and then have plans to release another single in September. And then hopefully we'll be um, building towards like an EP. Nice. Full-length sounds like maybe too much commitment right now (laughs) because I don't have a band even yet. But yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you do you feel like you write all the time or is it more of a process? I mean, I know for me, sometimes it's like, feels like a, a catharsis by the time I get a, a tune done. Sure. <laughs> but but <clears throat> occasionally I'm motivated and I can, I can get two or three done in a week. But yeah, but yeah. usually it's a miracle if I can finish a whole tune. But um, what's what's your process yeah. when you're writing? You know, it, it kind of depends on the song. Like so, like this single that I'm releasing, um, I wrote in like two hours. It just like all came out at once, you know? And other songs, like, you kind of have to encourage them to come out, I feel like. Um, But usually I write the music first and the lyrics afterwards. Hmm. Um, But, like, sometimes it all happens at the same time. Yeah. Which is the best. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely the most convenient. It's the most convenient. And it's just, like, the most natural sounding, I think. Like, it never ends up sounding forced. Right, because you never you don't get it in your head about like wait a minute no this is too cliche. You don't this, think yeah. as much about it, yeah. Just kind of do it. <laughs> My side of light would never
I'm Rob Thorson, and you're listening to San Diego Sessions. Listen online, wherever you get your podcasts. Here's your jazz forecast for July 23rd through August 5th. As always, here are the regular happenings. On Mondays, guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts his jam session at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights from 9 to midnight. No cover and 21 and up. On Wednesdays, Gilbert Castellanos hosts his long-standing Wednesday night jam session at Panama 66. Music from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Come down early to see the Young Lions from 6 to 8 p.m., featuring up-and-coming musicians from around San Diego. On Thursday, there's a jam at the Ken Club, hosted by saxophonists Robert Dove and Ian Buss. Music from 9 to midnight, $5 cover, musicians get in for free, and you must be 21 or older. On Friday, flutist Holly Hoffman presents Jazz Happy Hour at the Handlery Hotel from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. No cover and your parking is validated. On July 27th, catch Allison Adams Tucker, joined by guitarist Peter Sprague and bassist Rob Thorson. The week after, August 3rd, Check out Chase Morin on piano with Max Krauss on bass and Fernando Gomez on drums. Also on Fridays, Gilbert Castellanos plays at the Westgate in the Plaza Bar from 8 to 11 p.m. Here are your jazz highlights for the coming weeks. Tuesday the 24th, the Charlie Arbelea's organ trio plays at 7 grand from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. No cover, but you must be 21 or older. He's joined by Ed Kornhauser on organ and Charlie Weller on drums. Wednesday, July 25th, Moth & Sons performs at 7 Grand with Ian Tordella on saxophone, that's me, Joey Carano on guitar, Harley Magsino on the bass, and Charlie Weller on drums. No cover, but you must be 21 or older. Music starts at 10. Thursday, July 26th, Gilbert Castellanos performs a tribute to Dizzy Gillespie and Chano Pozo for Bayside Summer Nights at Embarcadero Marine Park South. He'll be joined by special guests trumpeter John Faddis and saxophonist Justo Almario, 7.30 p.m. Friday, July 27th, saxophonist Christopher Holliday pays tribute to the duo of Billy Strayhorn and Duke Ellington at the La Jolla Community Center with bassist Rob Thorson and pianist Mike Wofford. There's a reception at 7 p.m. and music starts at 8. Saturday, the 28th, at Dizzy's, catch trombonist Matt Hall with fellow trombonist Gene Geiger and Scott Kyle for Three Bones and a Quill. Music starts at 8 p.m. with an all-star rhythm section. Cover is $20. Vocalist Leonard Patton and our very own Sir Edward Kornhauser play duo at Turf Supper Club this time on Saturday from 8 to 11 p.m. And on Sunday, July 29th, pianist Chase Morin performs at Dizzy's with singer-songwriter Wan Mu Jung and Israeli saxophonist Lehan Haruvi, New York drummer Leslie Mock, and Los Angeles bassist Max Kraus. Music at 7 p.m., cover is $15 or 10 for students. Thursday, August 2nd, vocalist Lorraine Castellanos and her quartet perform for the Sunset Poolside Jazz Series at the Westgate. Music from 6.30 to 9.30. There's no cover, but there is a $25 food and drink minimum. And on Sunday, August 5th, the Whitney Shea Quartet plays on the patio at the Bernardo Winery in Rancho Bernardo from 2 to 5 p.m. No cover and all ages. Dancers welcome. And finally, singer Carla Irish and pianist Ed Kornhauser play at the Turf Supper Club from 8 to 11 p.m. You're listening to San Diego Sessions.
And we're back on San Diego Sessions, brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Today we're over at Dirty Boulevard West at Ed Kornhauser's apartment. A.K.A. Victory Mansions. And we're here with our guest, Elizabeth Yandel, and we heard her tune Fickle Love, and then that was followed by the Jazz Calendar. Uh, and for all our listeners out there, we wanted to remind you, you can see some photos from this uh, interview, and you can always hear some extras, maybe some video clips on Instagram. You can follow us at San Diego Sessions Podcast. And uh, as always, uh, go over to iTunes and uh, give us maybe a nice review and maybe like subscribe. And if you don't like us, you know, that's fine. We're not looking for (laughs) blanket affection here. But um, if you don't like us, just maybe stay away from that review button. That would be real nice. We do need constant validation. So I mean, you have to subscribe. Artists. And, you you know, give us five stars (laughs) at least. You could definitely throw like a, a, a burning caber through my window if, if that's bothering you, <laughs> if it's really bothering you that much. And if, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, being a guest host on the show, being an audience member on the show, or have any destructive comments or suggestions, drop us an email. The address is sdsessionspodcast at gmail.com. And now, without further ado, we're going to have our much-anticipated segment, the San Diego 7, featuring Ed Kornhauser. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is the San Diego Seven. These are seven questions we'd like you to answer from the top of your head and the bottom of your heart. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, number one, what's the first thing you thought of when you woke up this morning? Um, probably that I needed to get up so I could get here on time. <laughs> <laughs> that was more, I mean, I woke up here, but it was more or less the same thing. I had to like tidy and stuff. It was more or less the same thing I thought of too. Uh, number two. Uh, what was the name of the first band you were a part of, either leading or just a member? The first band, the first band I ever sang with was, didn't, oh, it was called um, like Pink Clouds or something like that. Huh. And I was just, it was just a one night thing. And I sang with these guys in a drug recovery house for their talent show when I was 16. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was really random. I was like the only woman in the room. It was pretty strange. But, were, yeah. you, just, you just sort of sat in with them, or were you? Yeah, they just like they wanted to. They were all in recovery, and they were old musicians, and they wanted to like play for the talent show. And my dad was a counselor oh. there, drug counselor. So they asked me to sing with them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I can think of a lot of songs they should never sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, number three. Would this is the old "Would you rather"? Okay. Would you rather never be caught in traffic again for the rest of your life? Yes. Or <laughs> never have a cold again for the rest of your life? Never be caught in traffic. Really? Definitely. Okay. Cold is like sometimes fun. You know, you like sit and watch a movie and you don't feel guilty about it because you're just like that's sick. How, that is exactly how, <laughs> that is, I, that's exactly how I view cold. It's guilt-free media binging time. Yeah. And just being lazy and like eating ice cream or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Although... <laughs> I take traffic as long as it's not, if it's traffic where I like, if I'm running late for something, then I'm stressed. But if it's traffic where I'm like, well, I'll get there when I get there and it's cool, I love it because it's just like me time and I just listen yeah. to podcasts or music or whatever. Yeah, I usually sing a lot in traffic, which is fine, but it just, it like pisses me off just even to buy gas. So then like just yeah. wasting in traffic makes me kind of angry. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good point. You're, you're spending money to just sit there. <laughs> yeah. We could just move to Mars. Uh, number four. <laughs> This might be dangerous, but if you could sum up San Diego in one word, what would it be? And 
be honest, brutally, if necessary. Man, that's hard, yeah. The first word that came to mind actually was elegant. Really? Yeah. So you should feel good about that, I okay. guess. Okay, yeah. I, I, I do feel good about I don't know if it's that. really accurate, but that's the first word that came to mind, so I'm going to stick with it. Elegant. Okay, yeah. I'm into it. Uh, number five, this is, the, uh, this is the one, this is the definite softball. Uh, this versus that. Hiatus coyote or wolf peck. It's a canine theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Canine, see what you did there, yeah. Canine through line. Well, I personally have to go with hiatus coyote just because, why? I don't know, because I listen to them yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, and they kind of, they sort of woke something up within you. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, number six. Uh, this is this versus that again. Okay. Kind of silly. Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead <laughs> versus Cherry Garcia, the delicious ice cream variolo from Ben and Jerry's. Oh man! You know the thing is that I'm actually allergic to milk. Oh. So I can't pick Cherry Garcia because I've never even had it. Okay. So I have to go with Cherry, Cherry Garcia, Garcia just by default. <laughs> Plus, you know, he did some cool stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, so instead of, okay, instead of ice cream, you're riding the train high on cocaine. Yeah. Which yeah. is not a song you should have sang with the pink clouds. No, definitely no. not. That, that would, would have a... sent everybody into remission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Ed, did you, did you just stick this in here because Eugene is retired deadhead central? That's did, my thought, yeah. I did kind of think... Eugene is being kind of a jam band. Oh, I didn't man. really think specifically yeah. Deadheads. No, it's where the Deadheads go to retire. Absolutely, for sure. they like people still cry like on his birthday and stuff. Jeez, it's like a thing. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's easy to forget, but then you're there and you can't forget. Can't forget Jerry. <laughs> can't forget him. No. Was it? No, never mind. Huh? I number nine. <laughs> I remember <laughs> number nine. Let's just skip it. I I can't remember if that was true or not. Okay. Number seven, and this is free association. You can think, go, just take this question however you want. Okay. Cilantro? Yeah, some people think it tastes like soap, but I don't understand that because I think it's delicious. Yeah, if you're mm-hmm. a quote-unquote super taster, it tastes like soap. What's a, a super taster? taster? It's something, um, you're, you're, it's a recess, I think it's a recessive trait. Oh, so they're mutants. Yeah, the mutants, but but they can super taste things, or they, you'd be a super smeller too. Oh, okay, but but for some reason, yeah, for super tasters, cilantro tastes like soap. It well, makes I'm it glad taste I'm not worse. a super taster. Yeah, <laughs> so they can taste better, and it doesn't taste good. It they they taste things that in it that most people can't taste, and those things make it taste terrible. I think it's something exactly. like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, that was edition number seventy-two of the San Diego Seven with Ed Kornhauser and our guest Elizabeth <laughs> Yandel. Uh, and again, you could find more of Elizabeth's music at ElizabethYandel.com. That's Elizabeth with an L and Y-A-N-D-E-L, correct? That is correct, yeah. Wow, I'm so good at spelling. <laughs> good job. Uh, <laughs> you, get, you get a gold sticker. Um, but we, we were talking a little bit while we were listening to one of your tunes. Uh, but what kind of stuff do you have coming up as a songwriter or guitarist, recording artist? Sure. Uh, uh, yeah, so... Uh, the plan is to release a single uh, next month, so that's, well, July. Yeah, the end yeah. of July. Um, and I'm actually working with a videographer on making a music video oh, cool. on that. He wants to do a music video. I've never done that before, so I thought, go for it. Are you um, aiming for one of those music videos where it's like a 
theatrical piece where stuff is happening with music or is it like a like a shot of you guys playing kind of well it's more of a there's like a narrative oh cool. yeah and then yeah. shots of me playing also i don't have a band right now so i didn't want to just make like a video of just me <laughs> playing music you know um but yeah so there's kind of like a story to it um and there's going to be lots of shots of from like around san diego Oh, very so cool. that'll be cool. Like helps me get to know the city a little better. Yeah, as you scout locations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So I'll release that a few weeks after the single, and then plans to release another single end of September, before school starts. Oh, brilliant! Media, media blitzing your way to. Yeah. Yeah. I figured I'll just. It seems like it's hard to navigate like the music industry right now, but it seems like that's a good way to go. So I'm just trying it out. <laughs> yeah, constantly like put out content as opposed to once every 10 years. Right, exactly. Once, you know, I don't know why that popped into my head. I think like you mentioned D'Angelo earlier and I think he, before uh, uh, Black Messiah came out, it had been like 10 years since he released anything. Right, which yeah. he's delete D'Angelo. Maybe so more. it still was like, <laughs> you know, yeah. everybody that, was pretty stoked about it. But that was a, that's a really cool record. It's such a good album. Yeah. One of my favorite all time albums actually, yeah. Which one, Voodoo or Black Messiah? Black Messiah. Black Messiah. Although Voodoo's yeah. great too. Voodoo's also awesome. really good. Yeah, they're both they're both great. Mm -hmm. So you've always drawn from many influences, and you're starting a, a newer group now uh, called Phoenix Asteroid. Yeah. So I'm not. It's not actually like my project, but mm. I'm. It's a country western project, which mm -hmm. is kind of funny. I feel like my whole life I. People always assume that I'm like a country musician or a folk musician, I guess, because I look like that. But so I always fought against it. But now I'm like singing in a country band. Embrace anyway, it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, whatever, go for it. Yeah. Um, but so I'm just singing and playing like rhythm guitar with him. It, but it's his name is Daniel Gordon. So he has had this project going for a while, but he was looking for like a male female duet, kind of like the old old right. school country Johnny style. Johnny Cash, June Carter exactly. vibe. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's fun. It's, you know, I get to use different parts of my voice, kind of, so. <laughs> Do they have upright bass as well? Uh, right now, it's just him and I uh, putting things together. He's working on recording an EP, so when he's finished with that, we're going to get the other band members, I guess, and try and gig. Are mm -hmm. you going to try to, are you keeping a pretty strict country western, or are you going to try to seep in some uh, some other influences? Um. Well, his stuff is kind of, yeah, like it's country western, but it's also... Um, I don't know. It's kind of like dark country. Hmm. It's it's definitely unique. Like Towns Van Zant dark or Death yeah, it's ballads. got some of that going on. What Death Ballads? <laughs> yeah, Death, Murder Ballads. <laughs> oh, Murder yeah. Ballads. Murder Ballads. Death Ballads. No, what that's that album by what's his face? The guy who sings all sad all the time. The, the, <laughs> There's the, a lot the, of those. No, the he's not even a country guy. Um, Cave Nick Cave. Oh right, yeah. yeah. There's some of that in there. I think yeah. A little bit of deranged darkness going on. <laughs> I like my I like my darkness. Like I like yeah. my. I mean, I like my. Never mind. <laughs> I like my derangedness. Like I like my coffee dark. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll keep a lookout for that project, the Phoenix yeah. Asteroid. Mm -hmm. Sounds it sounds very ominous. Coming mm -hmm. to a planet near you. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> sounds like George Clinton should be getting out of the spaceship. You know. But Someday. That's maybe, a different yeah. style. I guess. Uh, but again, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. And yeah. let us know when your video is dropping. We'll give you the San Diego Sessions bump. Awesome. Yes, I will definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, thanks for coming in. It's been a pleasure to have you. And we're going we're gonna to take it out with one more tune. This one 
is called Ill Desire. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Oh,
You've been listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser. Performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller on drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artists. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company.